Hello, this is Kelly Leonard, host of the Boost Podcast. Big shout out to our sponsor, Where'sMyMeeting.com. Where'sMyMeeting.com is an audio-visual production company that focuses on creating live, hybrid, and virtual events. They not only supply audio and video equipment, on-site technicians, and production managers to conferences of all sizes, they also live stream the production themselves, taking all of the work out of your hands and providing you the peace of mind of knowing that your event will go off without a hitch. They can provide the platform to host your event virtually, which most audio video companies just don't do. You want your next event to be high quality? Well, check out my friends at wheresmymeeting.com and be sure to let them know that you heard about them on the Boost Podcast. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. In this episode, I'm chatting with Shiley Hakimian. She stops you from neglecting your referral network, teaches you how to be unforgettable, and helps you bring your reputation online through guidance, clarity, and accountability. The part of Boost our conversation covers is optimize relationships. Welcome to the Boost Podcast, and thank you so much for your time. For those yes. folks who are hearing about Shiley for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my gosh. So the short story is I grew up a kid with no friends and then learned how to make friends on the internet and on MySpace of all places and then took that skill eventually to guiding business owners how to get more out of the referral networks in order to do their own marketing. I'm like the bridge between business owner, business leader, and like their marketer, and maybe even their sales team. They can all understand each other and get more of the knowledge they all possess so that the people that love, they need to love and adore them, can know exactly what they're signing up for with their business. That is a smidgen of a taste. I could talk for hours on it, but that'll get get everyone started here. I'm uh, with your social media Sherpa.com. Gotcha. Good stuff. Good stuff. And you know, you, we, look, we're probably both dating ourselves using the reference to MySpace because folks, the younger okay. folks who are our Boost uh, podcast listeners are probably like, my what? My where? Who's Tom? Who's Tom? And why do I have to be his friend? That's right. That's right. Very cool. It's fine. Very they can cool. follow me on TikTok. I'm still there, y'all. I'm still with it. So. Right, right. We're older, but we're still hip, right? No, we created hip, okay? That's right. That's right. They're learning from us. Yes, yes. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. So now, based on what you shared, so just quick question for you. So how can, you know, our listeners, how do I, how do our listeners get more out of business referral, their business referral network, specifically using um, social media? So this is a really interesting one. So one of the biggest advantages with the people I serve is that they are like a referral thing. Like I remember like going to like BNI meetings back in the day and being like, I do social media, give me money. And every time I would like tell them people, they're like, oh, I don't need social media. I get my business by referral. And so I was like, okay, they're not my customer. I walk away and I like pray that somebody else comes along. And eventually I was like, wait a second, this is the same thing. People just didn't connect the dots. Because these people who have had all these businesses that people know, love, and trust, they have 
like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize is that social media or potentially email marketing or text messaging, my dad is a WhatsApp influencer, that's a whole other story. But there's different tools that let you stay in touch with these people so that when they do have somebody that needs what you've got, that you're the first person they think of because you fed them with the information about your business they didn't know they needed to hear and you're still in their head. So what I do with my clients is a lot of times I'll discover in their business that they are missing, like I wrote about this on LinkedIn this week, um, 300 people that signed up for their newsletter on their website that they've never sent an email to. These are mm. 300 people that were like, I want to know about your business, but she never sent them a single email. Or like um, another person who has a really great SEO that's getting people for their therapy clinic in the door, but they're never actually capturing any email so they can maintain that relationship beyond the first search. There's hidden gems in so many of these businesses that let them tap into the people that want to know more about them. So that's what I like to do with my clients is make sure that wherever their people are, whether they have them somewhere or not, that they're feeding them with the information that they didn't know they needed about their business. In other words, answer the question that these people are most likely in need of answers to in a way that's easy for them to find. That is the basis of everything I nudge my clients on. Wow, gotcha. So it sounds like so much of that. So it's not only how you communicate, but it's the what also. So what kinds of content do you think folks would use in order to sort of effectively share information online? The first thing I would say to people is get out of their brains and into paper. Mm-hmm. I, I love starting with an FAQ. Um, just even like an FAQ is like a huge content generator. I know I, I invested in a nice one for my website, but it's like, what are the questions that constantly come up on a sales call? Can you answer those ahead of time? I know for me, uh, one of those questions is like, people have no idea how to price somebody who teaches social media or whatnot. They're like, what do I do? How much does it cost to hire funds? Or how much does it cost to hire an agency? They have no clue. So I put a blog together with all these different types of social media related services and how much they can expect to pay uh, if somebody who's like in a growing business. So I answer that question for people so they don't feel like they're surprised about what the industry costs. Uh, sometimes it's, sometimes people want to know why you started your business. Why do you even care about the thing that you do? Those are some of the easiest ways to go and even misconceptions about your business. That information people want to know. So if you can give it to them ahead of time from a sales call or whatever, that's going to make their ability to say yes so much easier. You know, and I love that approach because as you were sharing that, I was thinking of the fact that, you know, how many times do you answer the same question over and over and over again? And so this gives you a great way to then just redirect that individual to, well, hey, that's a great question. You know, why don't I, I wrote a blog about it or I have an FAQ on it and then redirecting them to some other digital platform where they can not only get that question answered, but tons of other information that perhaps was, you know, maybe um, leading them into some additional questions about your product or service. Exactly. And I want to add to that is that what I'm telling you and everyone who's listening can apply to so many different marketing media. I think a lot of people are like, let me sell you my one trick for LinkedIn, or let me sell you my one trick for Snapchat, or my one trick for YouTube. And that's fine, um, which is okay. But like, this is a mindset here. It's like, if you can answer these questions, you can use this with an SEO strategy, you can use this with a blog, you can use this with text messaging, there's a million different mediums that you can do this with that are best suited for each business owner and who they serve. So there's a lot of possibilities of what you can do with all this information. If you can just download it from your brain into paper or have someone better yet do it for you. There's plenty of copywriters that will take this out of your head. And that can guide so many different types of content um, without getting you too distracted as a business owner between all these platforms. But get it out of your head and that's the easiest starting point. Yeah, I love that. And so then what would you say, what's a best practice? Because I know oftentimes it's also really easy to over-inform 
And so it's like, yeah. okay, I want to give them enough information, but not too much where it causes, you know, a confused mind does nothing. And so how do you teeter on sort of that ideal place where it's just enough information to perhaps get them to the next stage in that selling conversation or that relationship building process, but not so much where they feel overwhelmed and do nothing? I'm never worried about that necessarily overwhelm because I mean, if you're posting every day and you're not being insightful or helpful, then yeah, of course it's not going to work. Um, I have a friend who told me this trick. His name is Jonathan Pritchard, amazing guy, an incredible mentalist as well and consultant. He is like, if I gave you a hundred dollars every time you open an email from me, would you open it? And you're like, absolutely. Well, if you give somebody some nugget that is super helpful, you're not being annoying. You're being helpful, which is mm. probably why I'm addicted to TikTok right now. Not going to lie. <laughs> is that people give me information that I want to know, right? Like right. you probably, I mean, you have people that you love and obsessively follow, like the yes. people that are your fans, right, Kelly, that yeah. are coming to your show all the time. People aren't going to say no to good information. But in reality, if somebody's looking to hire you, they're going to stalk you. So your LinkedIn profile is going to be looked at, maybe your Facebook, your website of all things. You have a YouTube, they're going to look there. So if there's not a lot of information there, they're going to have to make it up themselves. So if your website has plenty of places for them to dig, that's a lot more opportunities for them to be totally ready to jump on board. Gotcha. Now, and one point that you made earlier was the fact that you alluded to the fact that, you know, folks are super busy and all this. And so yeah. for the average, perhaps solopreneur, even small business owner who is too busy to engage in this activity on their on their own, what kind of social media provider should folks consider as they're looking at their sort of this whole communication and content strategy in order to grow in their relationship with their business referral networks? So are you asking like what kind of social media service might be helpful for them to start? Yeah, absolutely. Like who should they hire? Yeah, who should they hire? So, yeah, because the thing is, is that the average person is so busy in, well, if you think about it, they're so busy engaged in the actual practice, the doing of their business uh-huh. that these other operational things tend to fall by the wayside. So what are the best practices yes. or strategies to address that, that need or that gap? So this is a huge one. And this is, again, that whole like pricing article that I have on my website. It dives into this, but I'm going to give you the like high level here. First off, um, a lot of people like they hate their social media. They feel like it's an overwhelming task because they've never gotten results from it before. Mm-hmm. They know that their referral network is more helpful. So they don't like they try social media and they post willy nilly and crap. So depending on if they have a team or not, which I love when they have somebody on the team that's excited about this, that makes it so much more exciting. They can bridge their knowledge between the two people and it's less time for them. Mm-hmm. But I would say... That's where, like, if they're if they don't understand anything about social media and they're a little bit lost, they know they need to be on there. That's where, like, somebody like me, like, who's gonna like actually guide them on where their brain has all the knowledge to where they should put it. I can guide them on that, and a lot of times for some of my clients, I will transcribe some of the highlights of what they should talk about in their content. At some point, they can decide to outsource that to someone else, or they can have someone on their team who's like already excited about writing. I do the execution for them, and I'm like the bridge that serves between what they should be doing with their efforts and beyond. That's I actually I love being the like I have like a weird okay this is a weird passion of mine, but I love conflict resolution and facilitating dialogue between different parties, and I like even more so love it when it, it relates to social media. So a lot of times the, the head of the business owner and the staff they don't speak the same language, so being able to bridge those two worlds is so much fun. So I would say like. That's where a social media coach is going to be really, really helpful. And I know some people, they're like, I just want to pay a freelancer. Like, a freelancer is going to do the thing for you. They're going to do a great job. But if you don't know what to tell them to do, you're never going to get the results that you want. And if you don't know who they're talking to, you're also not going to get the results that you want. So that's why, like, for some people who are, like, a little lost on social media, getting an understanding of how your social media relates to what's already working in your business could be a huge, great place to start. 
uh, for sure. But if you do know what you're doing, hire the full-time person. Tell the admin exactly the kind of tax tasks you want to do. Uh, but that's a, that's the delicate balance here. Uh, if you're going to guess and you're not going to have a plan, you're not going to really get what you want out of the efforts that you put in. So then how do you address, like if you outsource that function and it's not someone who is maybe readily um, or closely affiliated with your organization, how do you avoid kind of brand confusion or, or uh, um, putting forth a confusing voice for someone who perhaps isn't as wedded to your organization. You have this need and the most people, especially as you identify folks who like you grow a following, people will search out information, but they can also, I think they're intuitive enough to know, wait a second, I don't think Kelly wrote that post or I don't think (laughs) Shiley wrote that post. Like who wrote that post? Who's the author? So how do you avoid that Ooh. sort of making sure that your the voice and your brand is being properly communicated if you're going to outsource. So this is this is where the magic of the bridge between the relationship of the business owner and the person who's doing the efforts. That's where the magic happens. Because here's what let me just be real with you here. This is a different answer than I think you were expecting. The people who do social media tend to be young women who are not the most empowered and not the most confident, but they understand the shiz out of social media. Mm-hmm. They know their stuff. And I, I hear this all the time. I had a person that worked at a law firm and she understood that the company was wasting thousands of dollars paying this like scammy, like, um, agency, all mm-hmm. this money and they weren't doing anything, but like she couldn't do anything because all these stuffy lawyers, they saw a good marketing pitch and they're like, yeah, this is brilliant. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's these brilliant social media managers within these companies who can't speak to the business owner and then the business owner is like, get me sales because that's what they think social media is about. And so there's a disconnect between results and effort. So there's that. So how do we make it so that the freelancer or whoever's doing the work um, is getting the information they need to be successful? A lot of times they can't go out and say, hey, I need, they, they need content ideas, but the people that are in leadership don't give them that information. Mm-hmm. And so then they feel like they're stuck or the leadership feels them you should do this with XYZ tasks when they know nothing about how social media works. The magic is when those two worlds are bridged. That's when it's really magical because at first you can say, oh, this doesn't sound like me. Let's tweak it. And over time, of course, with the trust that's being built and with a cycle of information coming from like different parts of the team to that person, that's where the real magic happens. It takes trust and communication and good team building and understanding of those two roles. They don't have to know everything, but if they can understand how they play into each other, into the business goals, I think the work of social media managers would be so much better. This is my little soapbox here. Um, (laughs) Because if the social media manager knows, hey, let me go ask the owner this question, like, what what should we talk about this week? And then they can run with it. The owner is going to be more relaxed and yeah. the content is going to be more relevant to who they serve. The person doesn't know the industry, but they also don't know how to extract the information they need from the leader. So I love that part. Um, that's a little taste of it. I do also want to address your, your point about how to do it when you don't have enough time, but I, I'll follow your lead here. No, go for it. For you. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, because that's, a, that's an important piece. I mean, everyone, it feels like, and especially it's so... So weird. It feels like COVID has like, I don't know, put us in a trance and time feel on the one hand, it feels like it's moving at snail's pace. But then on the other hand, it's like, oh my gosh, it's almost 2022. And so, so yeah. So how do you address the time element? So here's what I hear all the time. Is like, oh, like, you know, in order to be good on Instagram, like what is like a year ago is like, you have to post three times, three photos a week. And, like, if you want to be good on TikTok, a few months ago, they were saying you got to post three times a day. Mm-hmm. And, like, in theory, like, sure, that's probably, like, what the algorithms love. But, like, 
you know business owners, right? That is a ton of effort and energy yeah. that they might not ever care about TikTok and they don't have the time to do and they don't have the time to do well. Mm-hmm. But what I tell people to prioritize is don't worry about doing whatever is proper for that platform. Do something that will consistently show up in front of the people that you care about. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I, I heard from a, an amazing email marketer that I love uh, that it's every other week is like the minimum you should send out an email because if every two weeks they even think of you a little bit more mm-hmm. and maybe with a good nugget, that, that's really great for you. I always say be consistent rather than trying to do the thing every day. Even if it's you know me who, who lives on LinkedIn. I've been consistent on LinkedIn for three years. It takes a lot. It's like going to the gym. It's like people fail after like January ends mm-hmm. and they're like, I quit. It's hiring. So I secretly post once a month on LinkedIn, but I stick with it. And it means that I'm somebody that people consistently remember when they see, see me on LinkedIn. So do the thing, even if it's a little bit, if you can stick with it, that consistency makes a huge difference on whatever platform you're on. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think you know, the, the thing is, is that folks enter, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's podcasting or social media posting, podcasting, what have you, or the gym, like you said, we have these grandiose goals. And then it's like, next thing you know, it's like, oh, this isn't sustainable. I feel tired. It's not. <laughs> and so then you just give up media. everything. <laughs> you give up, exactly. You give up everything. They're going to hate it. If they hate it, it's never going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I always tell people. Just if you can stick with something in a reasonable amount of time and not go to zero, that's a great place to start and not drive yourself to insanity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Shiley, this has been awesome. 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 Give us one tip. What's your top tip of this conversation? What do you want to leave us with? This is my one nugget that I pull from like my background in education. Uh, my, so what we learn in, in education school that I take with me into the social media world is something called positive reinforcement. If somebody does something that you like and you want them to do more of that behavior, you tell them, hey, so-and-so, you're doing a great job. And they're going to think, I want to keep doing that because I want to make said person happy. But how does this relate to social media? This is literally what I've been doing for years. Uh, you Let's say somebody engages with your social media post. There's somebody that's like a real person. Maybe you know them. Maybe they look competent. Maybe they're a future lead. Who knows? They engage with their social media. I go and I send them a little message. Maybe I'll even send them a personalized video saying, hey, thanks so much for checking out my whatever. If I have anything else to tell them, I will. And what that does is it not only tells them, hey, you did a good job engaging with my content. It also opens the door for a conversation that they may have even not ever thought to ask me. If they had a question for me about anything related to my business, they can open up that conversation right there and then if they want to. And this keeps those people re-engaging with the stuff because they know that I appreciate them and that there's a real relationship there. They're not just a number to me. And that's what I see happening all the time. But the people who I best love and adore are these referral people that they already understand this inherently with how good networkers they are. They just didn't realize that they can do it on the internet. And that's what I love to do for the people. So I always like to end on my favorite social media quote. Can I share that with everybody here? Absolutely. I say so, and I didn't write this, but I love it. Social media is about the people, not about your business. Provide for the people and the people will provide for you. Amen. Sounds good. Yes. (laughs) Shelly, if there's someone who's listening in that wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to find you and to tap into your brilliance? Oh my gosh, there's more than a ton of resources at yoursocialmediasherpa.com. You can also access a collection of my favorite LinkedIn profiles to inspire you. Uh, you'll see like a pop-up that says, get my favorite LinkedIn profiles. And from there, you'll get the simplest, easiest social media nuggets in your inbox every other week. Uh, if you really love LinkedIn, I feel free to follow me. I post some nuggets on there secretly once a month, but people love it. So <laughs> it works. <laughs> so yeah, secretly, not so secretly. 
Secretly not so secret. I'll tell you all. I'll tell you all, man. I want to tell everybody. I have tons of resources, videos on YouTube. Like, there's tons of stuff that you can watch. So if you want to get an education, all public. You can access, like, a ton of it online. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you providing for the people. So good yeah. stuff. Thank you so you much too, for Kelly. your time. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for your time. You're doing awesome stuff on here. I love listening to your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. 